Welcome to Championship Standards Podcast, the show where we share tips and strategies to assist coaches and their families learn how to embrace the mission of coaching while pursuing excellence in all aspects of life. I'm Val Kuhlman. And I'm Barrett Kuhlman, and we are the co-founders of Championship Standards. We've been married while coaching for over 20 years and learned a thing or two along the way. So circle up and join our team where we navigate the crazy yet amazing world of coaching. Episode number six, the season survival kit for coaches and their families. Now the season is upon us and time is a premium. We have to run like clockwork if we see a chance of having any time together. So starting the first week of November, we go into structured chaos mode. Here is our top 10 list. Number 10, put your Christmas decorations up early. A tradition that we started a long time ago is that we put up our Christmas decorations the weekend before tryouts of each season. It may seem like a lot, but it's a necessary thing for us to do because Valerie knows and I know that once the season starts, I don't have a single free Saturday. Sundays are used up. Uh, with maybe even just recovering and getting back into the groove of things or preparing for the next week. So to try to find time to put up Christmas decorations once the season starts has been near impossible. So to eliminate that issue, we've started a family tradition and we put up our Christmas decorations early. This has been very helpful. Obviously, by the time Christmas rolls around, we've had almost two months of Christmas decorations and we're ready for them to be down. And so a lot of times Christmas Day afternoon or even the day after, we're taking them down and preparing for the next wave of the season. But that's just a way that we've been able to buy some extra time, get one of the things off of our to-do list and be able to have as productive and smooth season as possible. Also, we start to buy our Christmas presents whenever we see it. So if we are in, I don't care if it's July and we're um, online shopping or if we're at the mall or a store and we see a gift that would serve as a great Christmas present right then, if it's a great buy, we buy it. We put it away. We have a gift, uh, quote unquote, closet in our basement. And we put it away for the time when it is time to start wrapping presents. I know it does take away some of like the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, the Christmas season, where you like to go out and shop. And I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm just saying take that pressure off of yourself and um, all along the year, if you see something and it's a great deal, buy it then and put it away. It just saves a ton of stress um, during a crazy season as it is. Also, like Christmas cards, family pictures, anything you can get done prior to that season or just have it scheduled and try to uh, make it as seamless as possible. I know for us, family pictures, Val has someone that comes to our house 
We get the pictures done in about 30 minutes, and then we can have those cards ready with uh, pre-done labels uh, so that we can just print them off, get them out. So just trying to uh, make sure everything is in order and that we can continue uh, coaching and not be distracted by things that we can get done early. All right, moving on to number nine. Make life convenient, even if it seems ridiculous. And what I mean by this is ridiculous. I would have never imagined in a million years that I would be the mom to buy prepackaged peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that go in the freezer. But I'm telling you what, during the season, I'm that mom and it's okay. And I'm also the mom who has signed up for Instacart and shipped and all of those things for the convenience of, um, of shop, grocery shopping can be difficult to find time to get away. You got to be careful with that. <laughs> when you order things, make sure you check the quantity of what you order. We have a, a great story uh, a couple years ago, Val was ordering for our first team meal of the year. We did a, a, a Thanksgiving meal, but instead of doing turkey, we decided to do hams because we knew everyone would be eating turkey for Thanksgiving. So Val wanted to order 27 pounds of ham, correct? And so she got went to Instacart, clicked 27, and ordered it. Now, the hams were delivered, and I'll never forget your dad was there. What did he say? I, you overheard your dad talking to the lady? Yeah, the lady must have said, wow, she ordered a lot of hams. And I overheard my dad say, well, she does entertain a lot. And the lady was like, she must entertain an awful lot. And as I looked down on the kitchen counter, she had brought in all of these hams. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And she went back and she looked and she said, yeah, you actually ordered that many hams, not that many pounds of hams. So, we had so 27 hams delivered to our house. So we were like, what are we going to do with 27 pounds of ham? Fortunately, Valerie was able to call the company, get things cleared up, and we were had a bunch of ham. In fact, 27 hams, and we were able to bless uh, a number of people by giving them hams and actually had countless team dinners throughout that season that <laughs> involved ham. So to sum that up, I would just say anything that you can do to make your life convenient, you need to do it. And um, as ridiculous as some things sound, or um, you just have to swallow maybe a little bit of the pride and, and just say, you know what? Right now, time is everything, and I don't have enough of it. My family deserves every second that I have. If you can afford it even, um, get a cleaning lady once a month. I mean, you just have to do what you can do to make your life more convenient. Number eight, ask for help. Something that we've decided that has really made a big difference for us, whether it be at Northrop or here at Valpo, is that we have made the effort to ask for help. And that's not always easy when, you are, when you're kind of driven, but it's something that we found is really important. So Val, what are some ways that you've asked for help over the years so that you can uh, make the most of the season? Yeah, so one of the things is um, we at first were 
between your mom and I, we were doing pretty much all of the team dinners and it became, it became not only expensive, but it became a lot of time um, invested, which we were happy to do, but adding in kids and the season, it was just a lot. So I um, quickly <laughs> learned that I needed to start calling some local businesses and asking them if they would be so kind to donate a team dinner or donate pizzas for after the game or donate a tray of cookies or a bag of oranges or whatever. And, you know, interestingly enough, many of the local restaurants and local businesses, they were more than happy to provide those for us. If we provided the legwork behind it, like if we came in and got them and brought them out of their restaurant or out of their store. So we didn't have the team dinner in their restaurant, but we would um, take out and carry it often into even the school and we would do the team dinner there. And that really helped a ton for us um, as, you know, as coaches and coaches' families. Um, when we're trying to do it all, it can be insurmountable. And I know there are so many coaches' families out there that are making a bunch of cookies every week, and, and it's a lot. And so I would just encourage you to ask for help. There are often businesses out there that have this within their budget and um, you might have to put their business name in your program or announce them over the loudspeaker at halftime. But um, often they're, they're more than willing to do this and it can take a load off um, of your stress level and the amount of time that is taken away from your family. Um, number seven is over communicate with the parents. So at the beginning of each season, we have a parent meeting, and what I've learned in the past, I used to do this after the team was made, and last year for the first time, because our football team was had a state run going on, I knew the football season was going to go long, and we were going to be waiting for our football players, so I decided to have our first parent meeting prior to tryouts. And I found that to be very beneficial because I was able to go over a lot of the details of even how we hold tryouts. And so we've learned to over-communicate in every way, uh, whether it be with parent meetings, whether it be with our players, uh, just so, to tr help with the organization, the sign-up sheets. Uh, I know Val has helped create a team app and use, there's a lot of good team apps out there that you can communicate, get everybody on on the same page and just help streamline a lot of that communication from changes of schedules to practice times to oranges for halftime and cookies and all the team meals. If you can get it all communicated uh, through one source, it makes it much easier and will then be less of a headache. And then for Val, she knows then she doesn't have to bother me on game day with questions and parents know to go to the team app and not ask me and or they can ask her. And so that's been really helpful for us. And then you know, in addition to that, I would say there are a lot of working parents out there who they might sign up for a bus meal or something like that, and they don't have time to make ham sandwiches and a bag of chips and a banana or whatever for the bag. So we do pass around a sheet with the Subway order and the Jimmy John order and each player circles like what type of bread, what type of meat, what type of toppings on it. And so it's a ongoing, um, 
It's an ongoing list that we have and we have it so it can be at Subway and Jimmy John's and um, and we can, the parents can just call in and say, hey, I'm going to pick up the order for the Valpo Varsity basketball team. I need one of each of the those sandwiches and I'll be there at 3 p.m. So yeah, that's really helpful and convenient because then when they just call in there's the legwork's already done we've already dropped off the list and it makes a definite uh, convenience for our parents that are willing to pay and, and buy team dinners so number six keep the extras off of your in-season calendar it seems simple but I'm, I am not kidding you when I say like dentist appointments, physicals, all of that stuff, whatever your schedule is for in-season, like I know we all laugh about there's no off-season, right? Like we all know that. But I'm talking your in-season, like the crazy, crazy when you are like going to two or three games a week and you're traveling and you're doing all this stuff. Keep those dentist appointments and physicals and uh, hair appointments even all, as much as you can off of that in-season schedule schedule around the season we always are kind of joking and laughing about how like oh my gosh we have to get our six month dentist appointment in before the season starts okay so october it is and um and then you know six months later so i think that that has also um been something that we've just made a conscious effort um at uh helping us survive the season number five be minimalist during the season well, what's that mean? Well, we pretty much, just like anyone else that's a coach, once the season starts, your social life screeches to a halt. And so we make a an added eff- emphasis to make sure we don't volunteer or donate our time in other areas because we're donating our energy and time towards the team and toward, towards those boys. And so we won't volunteer for social events. Uh, you know, I know Val's got friends that have girls night out and she doesn't do that. I don't play basketball at the the rec league or church league during the season uh, just because we know if we've got a free moment, we, we need to use it wisely and not fill our calendar up with other things. I think in addition to that, um, which might make this easier because I know it can be hard, especially if you're used to going and playing basketball with the girls or guys or going and playing volleyball with the girls and guys or whatever. Um, what, what makes it easier is keeping your circle small and, and keep it with people who understand you and your life and they don't expect you to be able to drop everything to go out for coffee or fill in on your volleyball league like if they understand your life they're gonna give you grace for this period of time and they also know that come the end of the season you're you're back in and it's no time is lost and you just pick back up for where you left off and so be a minimalist and to go along with that what helps with that is keep your circle small and um, surround yourself with people who understand you and your situation number four is plan on the unexpected so what i do is i plan on okay not everything's always going to go as as we would like it to right we're going to have 
snowstorms. We're going to have some some kid get sick or um, not be able to go to a game or whatever. So I try to kind of plan for the unexpected. One thing that I do is I fill out um, a volunteer sheet. So I'm a volunteer, a registered volunteer for the basketball team. So they can do the background check and everything for me to be cleared. So in a pinch, I could ride the team bus. Now, my kids are already cleared to ride the team bus because they are students within the district. So they could also do that in a team, in a, in a pinch, but that has, you know, that has really helped because I know that there's been a couple far away games where we've had really bad weather and I, you know, I didn't have to try to drag my kids in my, you know, slippery minivan all the way to Concord for, for the game or whatever. So plan on the unexpected. The other thing is, you know, whatever activities your kids are, get to know those parents well enough that you trust some of them that they could they could pitch in and in a pinch if you needed a carpool or you need to say hey I'm not gonna like this this pra- I need to get to the practice or I need to get to this game can you bring this kid home um, I think that it really is going to be beneficial also I think along with that is planning on the unexpected is really raising if you have children raising them to be pretty independent like from from in, like little on up like you can do hard things right and so if you're if you're traveling ever in an airport give them your ticket have them while you're with them take you to the gate get them used to that because there was a time this winter where I was traveling Barrick had a game and Kyla had to fly to her volleyball tournament by herself and she was able to do that um because she had been prepared to do that and she was confident and independent enough to um, to get to the gate by herself. So I think that just always plan on the unexpected and, um, and that will help in your survival through the season because things are going to come up. And, and look for resources that you can use on that same note. It's like, for example, uh, Caleb Elementary School there was a bus that drove right by our high school, and so he's able to catch that bus, and it's not his bus that he normally would take to be dropped off at the high school. Uh, so on days where Val couldn't pick him up from school, he could get a ride to the high school, then walk in and just sit and watch practice. And so that's a way that we kind of had a backup plan, and, and some schools will let you do that, especially if you check and find out uh, if it's an option, if it doesn't make it too inconvenient for others. Uh, there's been times where you know, coaches have picked our kids up from practice because they knew that we couldn't get them to their practice and they and we communicate. And so that just makes a big, a big uh, difference when you can have kind of all hands on deck and, and use as many different resources as possible. Number three, get back to the status quo each evening. Whatever your status quo is, kind of whatever your expectations are for the house, you know, that's something that we've found that just to try to help us kind of keep a little sense of normalcy and not be so chaotic, is there certain expectations every night that we do, win or lose, regardless of the situation, how tired we are, these things aren't going to, we're not going to go to bed until these things are done. 
And for me, I, I always tell my team every night I'm going home to do the dishes because I don't ever go to bed and make sure without making sure the dishes are done and the kitchen is clean and picked up just so that uh, that's something that w- when you wake up the next morning, you don't have to worry about. And, and there's a lot of things that we kind of do, kind of a checklist that Val goes through with the kids just on the same note because we want to make sure our house is still functioning and able to go forward regardless of how chaotic the season is. Number two, no wasted time. I think this is one of the biggest ones. I know it is so cliche, right? But there is so much time in the day that is wasted. And I know everyone's going, oh, I don't waste time. But trust me, like if you're taking a kid to a practice that's 30 minutes away and they have a spelling test coming up, um, an easy thing to do is you can, um, you can, record yourself uh, saying the spelling words and then they are in the back seat and they are spelling them back to you. Or you can um, get their book that they have to read on tape and you guys are listening to it on, you know, Audible or whatever it is that you listen to it. Um, So you can get some of that homework out of the way. If you're dropping someone off at practice or if you have 30 minutes and you're not in your hometown, go get your groceries. Uh, I know Barrick has come to one of Kyla's tournaments and in between games when she wasn't playing, he's breaking down game film. Like it's every second that's accounted for is, it cannot be wasted. And so I know it seems crazy and I know that people think that oh my gosh like you guys are so you know I come over to your house and it's all put together well maybe I threw in a load of laundry in between um, two other things that were happening at the exact same time but that could keep going while I was tending to something else so I think just keeping everything is going and there's not one second wasted until your head hits the pillow is so very important. And, um, and I think that we really try to, to make a, 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 an effort to make sure that every time that we have to run someone, like we try to be at all of our kids things. We try to, I try to support Barrick, but I mean, you might see me in the stands with my computer before, before game starts or something, because maybe I didn't get something done that needed to be done for the family or needed to be done for my work. So it's just all those things that are we're constantly trying to make sure that there's not a second wasted. You know, and I think that's kind of leads to our number one is find ways to spend time together. You know, I think all the things that we've listed in two through ten have led up to number one. You've got you've got to save your time. Time is your biggest resource. It's the most important thing, and it's the thing you have the least amount, especially during the season. And so. Any ways you can find time to spend together as a family, and what are your non-negotiables? And so, you know, a lot of times, especially now, and even when we were younger, Val and I would go scouting together, and so that we could spend some time together. So we're—it's a road trip, and it's almost our date. Is some popcorn 
and a Diet Coke watching our next opponent play basketball. Uh, now I also take Caleb and Kyla with me at times just because I haven't been with them, and they know I'm not going to see them a whole lot. So, hey, you guys are jumping in. We're going to go spend the evening together uh, at Crown Point, which is an hour drive for us. So we get the drive time. We're going to spend time together. And so find ways to spend time together as a family. Sundays are pretty valuable for us because it is our one day that we can't really do anything with the team. And so we're going to try to use that time wisely. Uh, even bus rides together, like Val mentioned, uh, Val and I'll schedule time to talk. Like, hey, let's just make sure uh, one thing that we want to do even better is, you know, make sure you, you put your cell phones down at night and, and spend that last kind of 10, 15 minutes before you go to bed recapping, talking, uh, finding out what's going on because it's really easy to get distracted and just get run down and, and, and lose focus on what's most important. Uh, another thing that we just we make an effort to still even through the course of the season is to find time to have one or two family dinners together a week and we'd like to have a family dinner every night but we know that doesn't always work with practices and our kids schedule but we're going to make sure we're going to see at the beginning of each week which is our nights to get together and then I think the other thing is we just do everything we can as a family Uh, even team dinners uh, the whole team, the whole family's going there uh, to enjoy team dinner with the team, but also so that we can be together. Uh, and then the coaches' dinners after after home games or even away games, we're all together. And those are things that we do. Yeah, I think the the final thing that I don't think you said was bedtime. And so one thing that Barrick's done a really good job of is is tucking the kids in every night and making sure that he hears something good that happened that day and something that maybe they struggled with that day and just being all in everything is down and then um saying their prayers with them and to them i know they look forward to that whether they would admit it now or not um but he he does try to make a really huge effort to to make it to them before they fall asleep and i think that that is so valuable um so um we really hope you enjoyed this our next episode is the the survival um tips uh for if you have kids and we have a top 10 list for survival kit for coaches and their families um, with small families and big families. So the little kids and the big kids. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Championship Standards Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please do so now. Also, show us some love by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with your friends. Go follow us on social media, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as visiting our website at www.championshipstandards.com. Until next time, keep the home court advantage by pursuing excellence in all aspects of your life.